Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. With the new year freshly upon us, I thought it would be a great idea to invite David Cicerelli, the CEO of Voices, to share some exciting findings that will benefit your voice acting career in 2023. As many of you know, David and I founded our company nearly 20 years ago, and since then, we've seen a lot in terms of industry trends. Now, every year, Voices creates reports on the state of the industry with insight from our own data, as well as survey results from our customers. So today, David and I will be discussing the Voices Trends Report for aspiring voice actors. David, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be here, Stephanie. Thanks for inviting me on. All right. So, David, obviously we've been at this for a while, but mm-hmm. why is it that we do an annual trends report? Why is it so important and how did it get started? Yeah, you, you'll probably remember we published our first trends report almost 15 years ago, which was really more of an essay capturing our observations, what we've seen and heard transpire in the industry over the previous year. I think it served as a bit of a year uh, year at a glance, if you will. But as the years went, went on, we recognized that we could you know, continue and, and keep up with the reports, but also include commentary and maybe quotes from other voice actors. And so getting their feedback and perspective was really uh, helpful and uh, made it a more robust report. A report. And then finally, I'm going to say we, we launched a survey where it really took it up a few notch that included the opinions and experiences uh, of the industry as a whole. So we went from publishing reports that were just for clients informing them on what hiring trends were occurring. So you'll think of the, the styles of performance, maybe new categories of work that were emerging to separate reports for talent and really around what it takes to be successful in the industry. Now, for those academics out there, we're also looking to, who are really looking to soak up all the information that they can this year. I think we got some something really special. There's three reports, one for the client's uh, two for talent. The first is going to be for aspiring voice actors, and that's what I'm hoping to uh, to get into today. And it's really for those that are just getting started, who are working part-time, that want to understand, well, what is it that their peers are doing, and what does it take to ultimately be successful as a full-time voice actor? And so we'll do some of those comparisons as well. And uh, and as I said, we'll follow up the aspiring voice actor report with the those focused on, um, a report focused on those who are working professionally full-time, and uh, reveal uh, some of those activities and best practices and, uh, and their, uh, their results. Um, so today, we're going to go into the results of the Aspiring Voice Actors Report, and it's going to cover coaching, home studios, auditioning, and getting hired. Well, that's a really, really robust survey. I'm going to say we're going to be here for a little while. So, um, you know, obviously, we've seen a lot of change in the last few years, particularly the last three years, I would say. And um, it's not just affected how people are doing their work, but it's also the sheer amount of work and talent that are now coming into the online voiceover world. So um, who exactly is signed up on voices now, would you say? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's certainly a new generation of voice actors, almost 60 percent of part-time voice actors that uh, that we're working with nowadays, they've actually just started in the last three years. Uh, this is a very new group of talent who needs a lot more guidance and attention and really trying to understand the history of the industry um, and how it's changing on a go-forward basis. I mean, there's been over, uh, I'm going to say a half million uh, new voice actors who've registered on Voices.com in 2022 alone. And almost close to 2 million people have created accounts over the last three years. I mean, this is a surge of new talent who uh, need to be guided through, at, you know, the different steps in that, uh, that their journey as a, as a, as a voice actor. Uh, in the last three years, though, freelance options have really 
increased um, of where you're getting work, how you're working, and uh, new people are taking advantage of the platform. And so uh, that's what we're here to do is really serve as that resource to uh, guide people along the path. Oh my goodness. Like I can, I can remember when there were so many talent on the site that you could literally say, oh, we have a small village or there's, you know, mm-hmm. it's the size of St. Thomas now, or, you know, you could think of like little places, but when you say that there are, how many people signed up in 2022? Well, just this year is just, just about half a million people. Now, of course, I mean, this ranges from those who are merely dabbling and interested or curious about it. Uh, but I, you know, what we wanted, who we wanted to understand are those people who are um, have uh, upgraded and taken a, a premium membership at Voices.com, who are really pursuing this on a on a, a you know part time or full time basis, who are taking their craft seriously, and so that's uh, that's who we're going to be talking about today, and the people who actually are premium members who are uh, taking that first couple steps and what they need to do next. Wonderful. So I was going to say, so who are we talking about? Because we've got a couple of different surveys. You said there are the aspiring talent and then there's professionals. So today mm-hmm. we're we're looking at people who have literally said, you know, I want to get into voiceover. I'm new to this potentially, or I, I'm working part-time and I haven't quite made that big leap. Yep. So we sent the survey to premium members of voices.com. These are people who've invested $500 in a subscription to the website to create a profile, gain access to job opportunities, and then market themselves online. Um, the survey did go out. We left it open for a couple of weeks or so, and we received 320 responses. But we really wanted to immediately start looking over the data. Uh, and so uh, you're right. The first question we actually asked was, are you in voiceover part-time or full-time? And 14% of the talent said they were new to the industry, less than a year of experience. 42% said they've been part-time, um, for a part-time voice actor for one to three years. Uh, in the three to 15 year category, 15%. And then the final 20%, people have been working part-time uh, basis for over 10 years. They probably have another full-time job in and of itself, but certainly have a gift for, for voice actors. So um, I'm going to say more than half uh, of those people have been, uh, you know, really kind of half less than three years. And then the other half more than three years is really those breakpoints. But from there, we parsed all the results to focus on those uh, people, as you uh, called them, and we, certainly we call them uh, lovingly, call them the aspiring voice actors. Uh, these are the these are for the folks who are uh, pursuing voice acting on a part time basis. And the overall theme that we identified uh, and really kind of drew out was that uh, aspiring voice actors they really need to um, audition more frequently and quickly to keep up in 2023. And why is that important? Well, we can see from the top earners on the platform. And the way that they're finding their edge is that they shave down their audition time. They're highly selective over the auditions that they go after, but then they do as many of them as quickly as possible and professionally. Some of the ways that they get that advantage is through software and hardware updates um, that, uh, you know, further investments in their home studios. But uh, finding kind of what tools and how to use them and some uh, tips that I'm hoping to, uh, to get into today uh, that's really going to be that takeaway of how to uh, do more auditions professionally, yes, but also doing them quicker to uh, get your foot in the door, if you will, in front of those clients and casting directors. That's going to be the key to success in 2023. 
Yes, I think a lot of talent know that timing is very important. You know, like get in there, do the auditions, and and do them quickly. Be good, be brief, be gone. That's really what it's about. So, um, as we are discussing all of these key pieces of information, obviously, coaching is a huge part of what makes someone successful. So, uh, you know, all careers, frankly, should probably start with coaching or at least some kind of mentoring, some listening to the podcast like what we have here. Um, now, in the survey, what did you see so far as talent investment in coaching and what kind of impact did the coaching have on them? Well, we definitely encourage aspiring talent to discover their voice with a coach. You know, it's it's often hard. You you hear the voice, you know, kind of vibrating in your own head. It never sounds the same when you hear your voice played back and recording for the first time. Um, so a coach can actually draw out what you sound like, give you some words to describe yourself, encourage you to really embrace that, uh, that your kind of true voice, your natural sounding voice. Uh, and so to elevate uh, those auditions and book more jobs, you know, working with a coach is definitely essential. Top voice actors on Voices.com are being mentored by some renowned, renowned coaches to refine their craft and, of course, continue to perfect those auditions. That said, uh, it's time, if you're an aspiring uh, voice actor, it's time that you also invest in a coach around this time of year is a good time. You can brush up on the successes from the last year and maybe some other areas uh, of, of improvement as well too. So how many times do people work with a coach? Well, 28% work with a coach a few times a year, so call it three or more. And yet there's on the other end of the spectrum, 35% of people never work with a coach. So they're a premium member on Voices.com. They've never worked with a coach. I think it's time that they uh, do so. Since this is our recommended first step, there's definitely not people out there who need to hear this word of encouragement. Go out and find a coach. You can visit voices.com slash coaches. These are really our partners um, that we refer uh, to them to you who understand the Voices platform and uh, more importantly, the, the career and uh, voice acting and the industry as a whole. So you also asked Stephanie how much is being invested in this career development 44% of people invest up to $500 a year, $500 a year on coaches uh, or conferences. 28% uh, invest somewhere between $500 and $1,000. 22% invest somewhere between $1,000 and $5,000. So $5,000 might seem like a lot in coaches, but remember we said conferences and coaches, basically career development. So if I were to guess, you know, what is a $5,000 investment in that career development look like? I'd suggest maybe, you know, people are looking at this group um, I'd suggest that people in this group are attending, you know, a couple conferences a year, likely one in the spring, one in the fall, as well as working on it with a coach on a monthly basis. So I just want to leave this, um, if I can just leave this section by mentioning that, uh, cause you asked about the results as well too, of, well, what happens when you work with a coach in our last report, uh, that's called what it takes to be a successful voice actor. We identified that those who work with a coach make on average of $20,000 more annually than those that don't. So for those who are beginners um, and even the professionals out there, it's probably time to uh, work with a coach if you haven't, uh, certainly a few times a year. Maybe we can include that link uh, to that report in the show notes. Right. So, so if anyone here wants a pay raise, go study. Like I think if you want $20,000 a year more on average for studying with somebody, um, like you can only benefit, it would seem, from studying with a voiceover coach. I, I know that I, I've a ton of coaches obviously are involved with voices. We love working with them and and we have the great pleasure of seeing their students book. And, and that's a good sign is if the coach that you want to work with is actually 
seeing success in their students and they're they're getting work, right? So um, all that aside, I know there are other categories we need to address today. Mm-hmm. So um, another one here is home studio and very, very popular. Everyone loves home studio stuff. Um, so obviously important more than ever to be someone who knows how to use your studio equipment. So everyone needs to learn, but you also need to be able to invest in quality equipment too, even if it's just a small setup to get started. And, uh, you know, many people may not realize because you've been wearing the CEO hat for so long, David, but you actually began your career as an audio engineer and you went to the Ontario Institute of Audio Recording Technology here in London. And that's part of why we met, because you had that background with your studio and and you just happen to know a lot about this kind of stuff. So um, obviously in your nine to five, you're, you're running voices, but you still think a lot about audio and all of the things that our talent need to be successful. So David... Um, um, since you do know a lot about this technical side of things, um, certainly more than I do, um, for those getting started, what type of equipment would you recommend they use? Well, really the basics are a computer. Uh, a laptop, desktop, really doesn't matter. Mac or PC, both will work just fine. Uh, you're going to need some audio recording software. Adobe Audition has consistently been one of the most popular um, cited uh, pieces of software. Of course, every Mac comes with GarageBand if you're looking just to get started. There's Adobe Audition as well, uh, sorry, um, Audacity as well too. Um, A lot of talent think that Pro Tools is a bit of overkill. There's just so much in it. It's a very complicated program, despite it being, uh, you know, often again cited as an industry standard. But whichever package you need uh, or uh, go with, uh, you're definitely going to need some audio recording software to record, edit, you know, produce, uh, export to any number of file formats. You'll, uh, of course, need uh, as well a microphone to capture the sound of your voice and then play it back. Uh, you got to play back the audio either through headphones or speakers. So those are the those are the main pieces. Now, all of this is going to run you probably a couple thousand dollars, but certainly a lot less than when I started in the industry, when I invested in nearly $20,000 to open up that first recording studio you'd mentioned. Getting into the business nowadays is a lot more affordable than it ever was. In this year's survey, we uncovered that nearly 50% of part-time talent have invested somewhere between $1,000 and $5,000. So that's right in the sweet spot. that's decent. Yeah, that's right in the sweet spot that I mentioned, exactly. Another 25% of people have invested $500 to $1,000. So probably using a computer that you already have, maybe a a microphone and some uh, some entry-level software. Um, But they're likely to look uh, to upgrade that equipment uh, in the next year as well, too. So... That's just getting some sense of, you know, the financial commitment um, to in, in order that's required in order to sound competitive in this industry. Certainly. Like you have to think of all of this as an investment from your coaching to your home studio to, you know, investing in, in auditioning even, right? Like you have to promote yourself, have a website, all of these different things that talent need to think about these days. So as we're talking about the whole using a website to find auditions, um, auditioning. That's Mm -hmm. obviously a huge piece of this puzzle. So, uh, you know, it's often said that auditioning is the work. So what approach should aspiring talent take when they're doing their auditions? You're right. So if we we kind of follow the journey here, we've we've got the coaching, we've got the home studio. Now we're even in a a capacity that we can do auditions many times a day working from home. Uh, You're right. Auditioning is the work. And with well over 5,000 jobs uh, posted each month on Voices.com, there's plenty of opportunities. So talent... One of the hardest things is deciding, well, what uh, auditions do I even go for? And you could call that an auditioning strategy, if you will, um, those important choices uh, that you need to make of how you're investing your time, um, how you're going to interpret the script, 
And all that uh, is part of auditioning. Now, when we asked, uh, do you even have kind of some kind of auditioning strategy uh, in the survey? 45% of people follow a strategy of submitting fewer auditions, but uh, that somewhat match their skill set. So there's kind of combination of, I, I'm not just going for everything. I'm going to be I'm pretty selective there. Um, that somewhat match the skills. 30% of people though are, this actually has to match me perfectly, okay? And then this last group, uh, 25% of people submit as many auditions as possible. So that's oh, no. really just just oh, no. going after all that come to yeah. you in your inbox. That doesn't sound very strategic, I'm afraid to say. Um, but again, these are people who are new to industry generally. They're not thinking like a business person necessarily, not saying that not all are, because clearly two thirds of you are of those people, I should say, of those respondents are we're thinking about how can I be strategic? What what do I line up with? What's in my wheelhouse, for instance? Um, but, you know, I am so happy that people are auditioning. I think that if you aren't auditioning, you cannot possibly be booking any work. And that just, you know, it's obvious. Right. Uh, so. I don't know, like, I, I would be so excited at some point to like hear from anyone who who did the survey and just let me know, how, how are you doing? Like, how's that strategy working out for you? Um, certainly let us know at Voices. Uh, but, you know, uh, one of the things that I think talent should be doing is thinking about strategy. And we may very well see that in some of our, our survey results from our premium talent who are more experienced. Well, generally speaking, you know, Stephanie, the, the more auditions are better. You just need to do more of the right ones, right? There, I described all of the opportunities. So, I mean, we've, we've covered some of the mindset of talents. We also need to talk about the effort. We need to be thinking strategically about going after the right ones. But then there is certainly a, a great deal of effort. If, if I can, you know, let's use a sports analogy. Um, consider each audition as an at-bat in baseball. You know, you can't hit the ball unless you're at-bat and swinging. And so the more times you're at bat, the more chances that you have to make a hit, be it a single or even a home run. So let me answer that question about how many auditions talent are doing. 60% of the uh, part-time talent are submitting between one and five auditions daily. That's really just not enough. I mean, uh, talent who are working professionally are doing 20 to 25, as many as 50. So one to five every day is, you know, you're, you're kind of just getting warmed up. Now, the middle third here, 28% of people submit between um, five to 10. So that's, you know, a bit more and great to start to build a routine that this is our daily practice. And the top 10% of those uh, part-time talent are doing 10 to 25 auditions daily. So that's, that's really impressive. That's really where you ought to be logging in daily to voices, other platforms that you're part of, wherever you can get access to those auditions and uh, be developing those skills of auditioning 10 plus times on a daily basis. Yes. you. If you are auditioning for the right jobs, mm -hmm. and I, what we mean by that is ones that match your profile, you have a high job match score for, um, you feel confident, you you think that, yeah, I, I actually think I could see myself booking this, not just, oh, that would be fun. Let's mm -hmm. try this, you know. And if you don't fit the spec, do not submit because it is a, a bad first impression. Um, and no one will ever tell you that, that you know, it's just not worth their time to do that. And it's certainly not their job. Um, but, you know, that's basically what we're thinking about here is our aspiring talent, our part-time talent. Uh, they may not have as much time to actually spend on each audition, but I'm, I'm quite curious, David, how much time are they spending on each of their auditions according to the survey? Mm -hmm. Well, right. You, I mean, you want to be spending enough time to do a professional recording, but not so much time where you're obsessing about the processing, editing, and maybe reading more words in the script than you really need to. When we asked how much time do talent take to record and submit an audition, 23% said three to five minutes, 
34% said 5 to 10 minutes, and 38% said 10 minutes plus on each audition. Now, we didn't see anyone taking more than 10 minutes, which is good. It looks like the community values their time and recognizes that you need to work efficiently, recording professionally, but also get through as many as possible that fit your voice quickly. Now, I actually recently spoke with a management consultant turned voice actor who conducted a time and motion study. This is, uh, which is really to mean, yes, he timed himself. He used a stopwatch to determine how long it takes him for each motion, a time and motion study. And then he worked to get that time down. So every click that he was doing in the studio, submitting the audition, and when I, I actually went back to my call notes and found out what he said, he asked himself, the question he asked himself was, how quickly can I cut my audition time down? And his answer was he got it down to one minute and 45 seconds, which is pretty amazing. So my recommendation for aspiring talent, really, really all talent is be selective over the auditions that you're going for, and then refine your workflow. Get that audition time down to under five minutes each. Now, that's a great tip. You, you really don't want to be spending too long on your auditions because then you frankly can't get much else done that day. So um, why don't we talk about actually getting hired? Well, we asked about the roles that uh, the characters that are being performed uh, and, you know, what roles are being hired for most. Now, this is talent saying uh, 37% of the time they say that they get hired for the narrator. Uh, in the past year, 27% the real person, it's kind of that friendly guy or gal next door. Um, 13% was character work. And Stephanie, this might surprise you, believe it or not, the announcer is uh, still alive and well. 9% of people got hired for an announcer role. Now, now, if the role is, you know, the character, then we also distinguish between the style. It's the way that the character performs or acts. So the styles that uh, talent were most requested to perform 39% were conversational, uh, another 24% believable. Those are almost somewhat, um, you know, interchangeable terms. Conversational is probably more of a two-way, but believable is, you know, that narrator kind of right from the heart. 9% say engaging, 7% genuine. I mean, uh, these terms, I think there's a, almost an overall theme there here to sum up. Conversational, believable, they're going to be the most sought-after style. So those are ones that, again, circling back here, you might want to be considering working with the coach of, how to be more conversational, how to sound uh, more believable. In 2022, those are the most requested styles. We predict actually that this is going to continue to be the case going forward. Here we are in 2023. So in order to not miss out on any potential work, it's important to make sure that you can find your unique version of those particular styles, conversational and believable. No, you know, I, that isn't actually hard to believe because we've seen this now in voiceover since like 2007. I think that this has been around even earlier than that. Just the whole idea of being um, relatable, mm -hmm. uh, believable and, and conversational in, in that. Uh, and I heard actually it was described really, really well in one of the past episodes of Vox Talk, this whole idea of sounding natural. So conversational could come off as like just the way you normally are, the mm -hmm. way you would typically sound when you speak. So um, I, I know that that's always the hardest thing for talent. Like, what do you mean sound conversational? And mm -hmm. well, it, it's just literally like how you would sound when you're naturally talking about something. And yeah, authenticity doesn't go out of style. So keep that up, guys. Keep auditioning. Keep doing well. Okay, so our next topic we're going to touch on is marketing. So when it comes to marketing themselves, talent have signed up on voices because they want to get opportunities to audition, but also to showcase themselves. So, so David, what else did we learn about the people who um, responded to the survey so far as what their marketing activities are? 
Will talent uh, sign up on Voices.com, but also other websites where they can upload samples of their voice, you know, as you said, gain access to potential clients, uh, really marketing themselves online. And so, well, Voices, uh, we, th- that term is referred to as multi-homing. Basically, you have multiple homes. Uh, what we hope and certainly see is that Voices is your primary residence, if you will. So most talent have, you know, three to five different sites that they're listed on. That could also include social media profiles. Sometimes uh, talent, if they have more than five, that's uh, likely going to include their own personal website. Uh, we also found out, though, that uh, 80% of talent don't have a talent agent and 20% do. So even if you're a part-time voice actor and you are very uh, talented in your own right, uh, bring something unique to the business, uh, you can certainly uh, gain and land an agent. Uh, But having an agent isn't the be-all, end-all. Some of our most successful talent on Voices.com have multiple agents. One conversation I had last week is uh, the fellow had nine agents and still collectively he gets as many as 10 times more auditions every day than his nine agents combined. So you can see that it's not uh, the silver bullet of landing an agent, uh, but certainly would encourage them that because it's just another stream of potential uh, opportunities for you. Right. And finally, the million-dollar question. I think everyone will want to hear the answer to this one. What is the earning potential and how much do talent think they'll be earning in 2023? Yeah, Stephanie, we definitely wanted to ask this question and learn how we could be supportive in helping talent reach their goals. The estimate for uh, incomes uh, in 2023, 29% of people say under $1,000. So they're really just looking to land those first few jobs. And that's obviously we all need to start somewhere. Uh, nearly half were between 1000 and 10000 20% saying 10000 to 25000 has definitely a healthy income for someone who's engaged on a part-time basis, and then the remaining above 25000 Now, professional voice actors are going to estimate their income much higher than that, and I'd love to get into their view, uh, perhaps if you'd have me on for another podcast uh, later on in the year when we release those findings. No, sure thing. I I think that's really, really great for people to have this information uh, because information is power. And if you're able to use it effectively, then you'll be able to have a a much better 2023 in your voiceover career, I think. So um, all of that said, David, this survey is available online. Um, People may have already seen the link being shared on social media. You can, of course, find it in our show notes. That's another place you can go. Uh, But so far as like, you know, the next time, I I think there's a, a bit of a spread of time in between when this report has been released and when the next one will be. And we'll be sure to have you on the show as soon as that report is released. All right, sounds great, Stephanie. Thanks for having me on the show. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. We had a great time going over the Talent Trends Report and hope that you can get some valuable takeaways from this episode. Also looking forward to the future episode that we will have detailing another Trends Report. So for Vox Talk, I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. As always, the show is produced by Jeff Bremner. We're so excited to see you next week, so make sure that you stay tuned, subscribe, follow Vox Talk wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to share this with your friends. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.